You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hello everybody, what is going on? This is Madison Morris as a member of the OKC82 Podcast. And today I'm actually going solo today. Uh, Brady is in Florida. He is a hard worker and he definitely deserves a little bit of vacation time, guys. So he is not going to be here today. Uh, You are stuck with just me. I know, sorry. But uh, yeah, Brady's going to be in Florida. He will not be there for the Thunder Insider show this Saturday also. But that is okay because we have Chisholm Holland. He's going to be filling filling in for Brady on Saturday. And he's probably going to have to fill in for me as well. I'm going to actually be in Florida myself June 12th through the 16th. And that's going to put me missing the Thunder Insider show on the 15th. So our apologies right now, but it has been a long season. We've had a lot of work to do. Uh, Brady and I are doing all we can to get at least three podcasts out a week for you guys definitely want to keep uh the content going even with off season going on right now uh yeah thunder players are on vacation so i think the media deserves to play or to take a little bit of vacation ourselves so uh yeah just some house cleaning things really but honestly i think a break right now is so necessary Uh, For us, after the season that we just had with the Oklahoma City Thunder, it was exciting at times. It was disheartening at times. But, you know, what I really want this podcast to be about today is not me bashing on the Thunder and how they've uh, blown a first-round playoff run again. But uh, rather than that, kind of just bring some light on to, first, what Brady and I have done all throughout the season, uh, kind of involving what the guys have given us the opportunities to do, what this team and the organization has given us the opportunity to do. And really, that's been a lot. Outside of games, Brady and I have had the privilege of going to a lot of community events, and we went to Russell Westbrook's Why Not Bowl. Uh, We went to Paul George's foundation at Topgolf one night where there was a massive auction, and uh, it it was just, they do a lot of cool things outside of basketball. So Brady and I definitely got to do that. We got to go to the reading bus. Uh, Goodness, we got to go to a couple of school visits. A couple of the guys went and visited a retirement home and played bingo with the old folks. So you know, they're doing so much more than just basketball throughout the season. So uh, Brady and I have had an incredible opportunity to really kind of go along with what they do and just kind of take an insight into their lives and what they have going on beyond being in the gym. And so that's just kind of been a very fun time for us. But at the same time, we have been at every single home game. Even if we haven't physically been there, we've had someone else be there. Uh, We've done a podcast after every single home game and even away game. Brady and I have had uh, a lot of late nights where we had to be at the station doing a podcast at nearly 12 a.m., 1 a.m. It's just it can be a little grueling sometimes. So Cue the Florida trips. Of course, we're going to take a couple of trips throughout the summer. Brady is enjoying some time in Florida right now. Um, I'm going to be in Florida in, oh gosh, here in about two, two and a half weeks. So we're just really looking forward to it. We've had a great time doing this podcast all season, and we definitely want to keep it going. But now that you've listened to me ramble enough uh, to start this podcast off, which it may be a little shorter than usual. I know I've said that in the past when it has just been me on the podcast and then I ended up going about 30 minutes long which is usually what our podcasts are unless Brady and I are really on a talking train that ends up being 45 
God bless you guys for listening to our voices for 45 minutes because I can barely even listen to myself talk on the radio. So here we go. But yeah, kind of what I wanted to do now that I've already dove into all of the, hey, we need a break. Yeah. Um, I wanted to break down this Thunder season and kind of tell you guys what I saw through my eyes uh, and just what some of my pet peeves were, some of the highlights of this season for me. Um, and I know I can speak volumes for Brady as well when I talk about some of this stuff because we've had multiple, multiple conversations about this and just things that have either A, gotten on our nerves, um, B, just been really exciting for us, uh, very enjoyable for us. And yeah, I kind of just wanted to give you guys an insight through my eyes about what I saw this season. Obviously, I am a 23-year-old, fresh out of college woman covering a professional basketball team. It's an exciting time for me. I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to do what I do. I've done it for two seasons now, and I'm very much so looking forward to covering the Thunder for a third season uh, next season with the franchise. And just a big thank you to the franchise, OK, for giving me the opportunity to work with incredible people like Brady and John Hamm, Jerry Ramsey, Chisholm Holland. Uh, and I even got to work with guys like uh, Matt Ravis, who is off doing other incredible things now. Congratulations to him and a new career opportunity, but also guys like Aaron Davis and uh, some of the great interns we've had come in. So it's just been awesome. We've had a good time this season, but I mean, yeah, so kind of breaking things down, uh, starting at the beginning, let's go all the way back to preseason, really, because that was interesting, you could say. It was uh, fun to watch, in a sense, but at the same time, I didn't think it exactly told uh, fans what they needed to see. It didn't really give people the right idea of how the season was going to go, because it just... It, I don't know. It just wasn't entirely telling because when the regular season started, uh, the guys took that 0-4 loss and it just kind of became a, wait a minute, they had such good chemistry on the court for preseason. They did such a good job. I think they were able to win. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, so I apologize, but I think they were able to win like uh, three out of the four games. Maybe it was a 2-2 type of preseason. I don't. I don't necessarily remember, but what I do remember is watching it and watching guys like Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder have incredible court chemistry. Of course, everyone knows Dennis Schroeder was brand new to the Thunder. This was a very exciting thing for Thunder fans, I would say, just because people knew of his talent, people knew of his leadership when he was in Atlanta, and it was kind of an exciting thing to see that much talent come in as a backup for Russell Westbrook. So that was just, that was something I was very excited about to see with Dennis Schroeder. And he definitely proved my excitement to be true during the preseason, just how well he played with the guys, with the kind of court chemistry he had with guys like Steven Adams and uh, Nerlens Noel. I just thought that was so refreshing to see after we've seen Russell Westbrook in the past couple of years really just take that entire role into his own, own hands. And that's definitely not a knock on Raymond Felton. If anyone knows me, then you know I'm the biggest Ray Ray Felton out there, or Ray Ray Felton fan out there. I just think the guy plays with such heart, and he is such a good backbone to this team. And so I I would literally run through a brick wall for Raymond Felton. Let's not get that confused. But moving on, Russell Westbrook really just took a lot of that role into his own hands the past couple of seasons. So seeing guys like Dennis Schroeder out there was so refreshing. Uh, just for someone who 
is covering the team now for a living. But, I mean, I'd be totally lying if I said I didn't watch the team uh, in the past before I really had a job and when I was in high school and in college and I wasn't a little bit of a fan. I've grown up in Oklahoma my entire life. So, of course, I was very excited to see a professional basketball team uh, touch base in Oklahoma City. So it was just – it was an extremely exciting uh, thing for Oklahoma City to have Dennis Schroeder here. But moving on to the regular season, of course, the Thunder take that loss at 100-108 to Golden State. Was anyone super surprised about that? No. I mean, obviously, that was kind of a slap in the face by the NBA putting Oklahoma City in Golden State. This was in the Oracle Arena. And, of course, the Golden State Warriors were presented with their championship rings right in front of the Thunder's face. I mean, honestly, being down by eight points at the final buzzer, it could have been a lot worse. And so uh, guys like Paul George, he dropped 27 points in that game. Uh, Dennis Schroeder had six assists, really dishing the ball out so nicely and being a good team player. And, of course, Steven Adams, everyone is so excited about this guy all the time. Everyone always is very eager to see his development throughout the summer. And when he comes into a new season, he was able to grab 11 rebounds that game. So kind of picked up where he left off, really. And, of course, Paul George was playing at the all-star level that people were really expecting him to play at. But, I mean, when you're going to face a team like Golden State, fresh out of summer, fresh out of all of the rehabilitation, fresh out of uh, getting all of their surgeries if they needed any, and they were just fresh and ready to go. Of course, I didn't really expect that to be a win for the Thunder. It would have been a pleasant surprise and not entirely shocking, but at the same time, it was pretty, eh, yeah, we expected that when Golden State did take that win. So, uh, yeah, just a little bit of a disappointing start for this team going 0-4, like everyone knows. They lost to the Clippers uh, a couple nights later in Los Angeles, came home and dropped those first two home games. Uh, they lost to the Kings on October 21st, uh, 131-120. to Oh my goodness. Even with a 32-point game from Russell Westbrook, it wasn't enough. And the Kings, who were rather disappointing in the past season, were able to take that win over the Thunder. So, what in the world? I think this kind of plays into where my biggest pet peeves come in because, yeah, they dropped to the Golden State Warriors, to the Clippers, and then to Boston uh, right after that Kings game. And I think, I don't know, maybe a lot of people can agree with me on this. If you don't, that's totally fine. But it wasn't totally shocking that they did drop these games. But to the Kings? My goodness, that... That was a little surprising, especially when Russell Westbrook is having a 32-point game. And yes, granted, he did miss the entire preseason. He missed training camp. Uh, He was really recovering from all of his injuries and taking his time to get back. And he deserves that. He was about to go into, what, his 11th year in the league. I definitely think he deserves something like that. But if he's going to come in for that first home game and drop 32 points and it's still not going to be enough, then that's a problem. And that was kind of, that's kind of where my pet peeves come in about this team. Because yes, they picked up their first win. Uh, it was a home game. It was on October twenty eighth, and it was a one seventeen to one ten win over the Suns. Whoopee! Like congratulations, you beat the Suns like everybody else did this season. So that was just, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the most exciting thing in the world. I mean, you did get to see guys like Nerlens Noel have an incredible game where he grabbed 15 rebounds, and he really played an influential role out there for this game. But my goodness, I mean, 
there's just so many weird games throughout the season where I didn't even know if I could get excited about. Because, yes, that Suns game on October 28th, that sparked a pretty substantial winning streak. It was, what, a seven-game winning streak? They were even able to grab that last win over the Rockets on November 8th. And it just... It was an exciting time for the Thunder, really, because it kind of looked like, oh, that 0-4 start didn't really mean anything. Like, now we're playing Thunder basketball. Now they're doing what they need to be doing. But uh, little did they know, like, it wasn't always going to be like that. And, and there were just so many games throughout the season where I think a lot of smart basketball got pushed to the side, and it was a lot of, uh, like, a one-man show type of thing. And so watching this team, it just became very apparent that some of these guys were getting a little too beside themselves and they weren't exactly utilizing each other as much as I wanted them to on the court. And yeah, like who cares what I want? I totally agree with you. But I think I can speak for a lot of Thunder fans when I say that it really could have made a huge difference if guys like Russell Westbrook were able to play more team ball at this point. If guys like Paul George were, uh, you know, doing what they needed to be doing. And granted, Paul George did a lot of great stuff. If we Let's go ahead and fast forward to the month of December. Um, I'm looking at a lot of team leaders for games, and we have Paul George, 33 points uh, against the Clippers on December 15th. Paul George, 24 points against the Bulls, December 17th. Uh, Paul George, 43 points against the Kings. Finally got that win over the Kings at 132-113 on December 19th. And Paul George... The very next game on December 22nd had another 43-point game and a win over the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City. No, it is not the easiest thing to win in Salt Lake City, so good for Paul on that. But it just, it was a lot of pet peeve things when it came to the latter half of the season. I really don't even want to count uh, any of the season before uh, All-Star break, which I know kind of sounds crazy, but... I mean, before All-Star break, yeah, a couple of bad games were dropped, and that was kind of annoying for Thunder fans and even as media because we have to put stuff out there whether people like it or not, and we have to tell we have to tell the game story. We have to say what happened. We have to tweet out things, and it's very disheartening when we are just, you know, tweeting out what is happening in the game. We're putting out stories, what's happening in the game. We're doing stand-up saying what happened, and people are angry about it, and I just want to say, but guys... If you watch the game, that's exactly what happened. We're just bringing it to light. These guys have already played this game, and they showed you what happened, and now we're going to have to write it down so people can reread it. That's our job. That's what we have to do. And, yeah, it might suck sometimes, but, hey, don't shoot the messenger. But, yeah, the Thunder just had some weird streaky games after the All-Star break, and it was just such a weird thing to see, honestly, because this team – They had so much potential, so much potential, and they had so much talent. I think Paul George definitely played the best best season of his career, and I know that's been said time and time again, but I truly believe he played the best season of his career here in Oklahoma City because he did have guys like Russell Westbrook. He had talent that was just continually getting better in Jeremy Grant, and then you had... Guys like Steven Adams, who, yeah, maybe people found themselves very frustrated with Steven Adams' play, but you cannot knock a guy who has that much talent and that much power on the floor. Sure, maybe he's not doing it for Thunder fans anymore. Maybe he has kind of hit a wall and where he is evolving in the league, but 
you can't knock the guy for his talent. And some of these games that he had throughout the season were just absolutely tremendous. So I really do think Paul George uh, had one of the best seasons, or if not the best season of his career here in Oklahoma City. And yeah, he did suffer with that injury there at the end. But if he's going to be able to get that fully healed and make sure that he is feeling at least close to 100% by the time that uh, season starts, even if he has to pull a Russell Westbrook and miss all of training camp and even the preseason games, then I feel pretty confident that Paul George is going to come back and he's going to do something pretty spectacular for this city next season. So uh, we shall see. But we also don't quite know uh, what Sam Presti in the front office is going to pull with a draft pick. And so uh, that's kind of another thing that I wanted to get into is what to expect with the Thunder. They have the 21st pick in the draft again this year. Uh, They did have that 21st pick in the first round uh, back in 2017, and they nabbed Terrence Ferguson. I've hardly said anything about uh, Terrence Ferguson in this podcast right now, but I have so much to say about the kid because I really do think, yeah, he had a lot of times where it was just, eh, or very anticlimactic, but I also believe that his talent uh, skyrocketed from last season when he was here for as a rookie. Now he is a second-year vet, about to be a third-year vet. I think the sky's the limit for this guy, and I really think he is gaining a lot of confidence in his play. But right now, I was on Draft Express, and I know a lot of people are probably going to roll their eyes when they hear this and say that's probably the worst place to look. But um, right now, Draft Express is highlighting a kid from North Carolina named Cameron Johnson. And I was reading a little bit about Cameron Johnson, and I felt really comfortable and confident uh, with this pick, if this is who Oklahoma City decides to go with. But uh, Cameron Johnson is 23 years old, and he is actually one of the oldest among his draft class. He is a forward, and I think this is such a good look for Oklahoma City to be showing interest in a guy like that, because right now... Uh, the Thunder, they're not a team that's like, oh, we want to bring in these young guys that are just monstrously talent uh, in college basketball, but we're going to evolve with them. We're going to help them evolve. We're going to help them grow and become this incredible NBA player. Okay, the Thunder, that's not thats not what they're looking for right now. They're a we-want-to-win-right-now kind of team. We're ready to win right now. We don't need to bring in some 17-, 18-year-old uh, kid that played maybe a year in college or maybe a year elsewhere and has no idea what to expect coming into the NBA just because he's able to make some monstrous dunks in college basketball against these like little guys who really don't know much about the NBA either. So I that's why I feel pretty confident about uh, Cameron Johnson, if that's who the Thunder decide to go with. Uh, like I said, he's 23 years old. He's seasoned. I'm 23 years old, and I feel like I got my experience in college. I have my degree. I'm ready to take on the real world. I'm sure, like, I don't have the mind of a one of these freak of nature athletes, like a guy like Zion, let's say. I mean, I'm sure he was born ready to go into the NBA, ready to take on the real world and have that kind of money. But uh, when I was 17 or 18 years old, I was not ready for any of that. And I was definitely ready to find myself extremely comfortable in college and make it through with a degree at the end waiting for me. And I did stay five years. So I'll just put that out there. Anyway, um, Cameron Johnson last season, he became the first ACC player to average at least 15 points while shooting 50% from the floor and 45% from downtown since Kyrie Irving's days at Duke in 2010 and 2011. So 
that's another thing that Thunder fans should really be eyeing Cameron Johnson for right now. This kid can shoot. He's a forward, so he's not like a big man that you can stick down there to help Steven Adams out, but he's also not a guy that's going to just take all these super lousy shots because I feel like in his position, you have to be very intelligent about the kinds of shots you take. And if he's going to be a guy that comes in and can play a lot like Jeremy Grant can or a lot like Paul George can, that's very refreshing for Thunder fans right now. Because Paul George, I already went on my little spiel about him, about how he is playing fantastic basketball, how he's been extremely talented uh, this past season and very helpful helpful for the Thunder But I also want to go on my spiel about guys like Jeremy Grant, who just became this completely different player. And I'm not even talking about just on, like, the defensive end or anything like that. He became a shooter. He became a reliable corner shooter. He became the guy that no one even saw was going to be open. He was able to knock down those corner threes or just able to take some pretty good shots. He became stronger. He became more confident. And that's so, so so crucial for this team right now. So if we're going to get a guy in here like Cameron Johnson, we're being we being the Thunder. If the Thunder are going to get a guy like Cameron Johnson in here who is 23, knows what to expect for the real world, is ready to take on any kind of responsibility that comes with being that age, that's not going to scare anybody. And I think that he's going to do some real damage if he's able to carry over from North Carolina what he's doing there and put it into Chesapeake Energy Arena. And so that's why I think people should be very excited uh, about this Cameron Johnson guy if that's who's going to end up here in Oklahoma City. If not, then I really do think the Thunder, they're going to have to go out and find a guy that's similar to this, someone who's ready to take on this role, someone who's ready to take on the responsibility of being just a freak of nature athlete and helping out a team who is in a we need to win now kind of mode. Like, it's time to win. We don't need to grow uh, players. We don't need to train guys to get ready for the NBA once they're here. We need a guy that's going to come in and is going to be absolutely ready to go. And I'm pretty positive uh, that's kind of something that's going through the Thunder's head right now. I could be wrong, but I highly doubt it. So that's just, that's my little preview of the draft right now. I know that a lot can change in a little amount of time. Uh, the draft's not for a hot minute, so, you know, I'll, there could be so many different meetings. There could be a lot of different things that are happening for the Thunder right now until that time. And so, you know, there's really no telling, but I think Oklahoma City fans should be excited. The 21st pick, that's a great, great position for the Thunder to be in after this season. Yes, they're disappointed. Yes, people are calling for heads. And now th- this organization has the 21st pick again. And I think that's such a great place to land in the NBA draft this year for this team because a lot of the excitement is obviously going to get taken in the lottery, but sometimes the most exciting players are not going to become the most successful players. Sometimes the most successful players are the ones that people overlook because they don't make as much noise in college basketball or overseas or wherever they're coming from but they still know how to play. They're still ready to take on that role and be a key player for this team. And so the 21st pick is a great place for the Thunder right now, and I'm very much so looking forward to seeing who they snag and who's going to be in here next season. So uh, just to kind of wrap things up, uh, I was going to preview a little bit of the NBA playoffs right now because 
Uh, I'd be lying if I'd said if I said that I wasn't disappointed or wasn't totally surprised about the whole Golden State and Portland series. I mean, I was kind of rooting for Portland to make it out of there. Um, I think everyone is probably rolling their eyes once again when I say that because Golden State is just, they're dominant. I mean, they don't even have Kevin Durant right now. They don't have Boogie Cousins. They don't even have Andre Iguodala right now, and they are doing just fine. And so this team, man, I think Steve Kerr has just done a hell of a job with this team and creating the kind of guys that are on this team because they're playing such good basketball right now. They're making it look like they were able to just walk right out of the Western Conference and not even bat an eyelash. Um, So a little bit of disappointment coming from me as Portland did get swept. Uh, That sucks. And uh, more disappointment comes because Portland had three games where they led by double digits and they blew it. And that is just so disheartening to see because I'm sorry I may get chewed out for this, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching Portland uh, this season. I enjoyed watching them even play the Thunder because they, I'm sorry, they were pretty incredible. They played so well. Damian Lillard was just unreal. CJ McCollum was unreal. Uh, Even like different guys like Zach Collins and Myers Leonard and just, oh my gosh, even Ennis Cantor at times stepped up and just took on such a role. Uh, Alfaroka Aminu, my God, that guy is just, it's just, there's so much to be said about Portland this season. They did such a good job. And I'm sorry if I start to get slurry with my words. If I talk for this much uh, time without really taking a break to let anyone else talk, yeah, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of voice coming out right now. So just bear with me. We're almost, we're almost out of here. But, you know, good for Portland. Awesome season for them. Uh, Golden State going to the finals. That's not that's not anything that people are going to be surprised about. So, you know what? Good for them. If they're going to win another ring, um, God, there's no telling what's going to happen with this team because just so much happened throughout the regular season. So much drama coming out of Golden State. Uh, so much drama coming out of a lot of the California teams, <laughs> Lakers. But... Uh, anyway, moving on to the other side, Milwaukee and Toronto. That's a much more interesting series, mainly because it's actually still going on. The series right now is tied at 2-2 because Toronto is not going to let Milwaukee walk away with this. And I love that. And I think this series has been so enjoyable to watch because you have guys like Kawhi Leonard who looks like a totally different player. He has burst out of some weird, shy shell that he holds. And he's just become this freak athlete who has led this team to do some incredible things. And yes, I think everyone knows that Toronto was incredibly talented all throughout the season. Uh, Did I really think they were going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, I did. Do I think they're going to make it to the NBA Finals? No, not really. Um, But if they did, then great for them. I'm, I don't know. I don't have any kind of ties to the Eastern Conference. So uh, with how, for lack of a better word, for how boring the Eastern Conference has been uh, the past couple of seasons, this has just been uh, a little bit more exciting and a little bit more of something to pay attention to when you look at Milwaukee and Toronto and see how they're playing. So uh, I think that'll be interesting. I would love to see Toronto make it to the NBA Finals uh, and go up against Golden State. However, I am so tired of it being the Golden State show in the NBA that I'm really wanting uh, a team to come out of the East that's going to take it to seven games and possibly give Golden State a real scare. There is no 
way I want to see a team go up against Golden State in the NBA Finals and just let them win like 4-0 or 5 I don't even know or 5-1 like no don't let them do that that is ridiculous like at least let this game go to seven games. It's the NBA Finals. If there's a sweeping in the NBA Finals, I give up. That is so boring. No one wants to watch that. So I'm just really, really looking for uh, the team out of Milwaukee or Toronto that's going to put on a show and that is going to make it an actual series, and it's going to leave people on the edge of their seats. I would love it to go to seven games and just one team win by maybe a, a shot at the buzzer or something super crazy like that because Honestly, that's what the NBA is about. It's a lot of excitement. Uh, it's a lot of, well, it's been a lot of drama the past season, but um, it's just, it's for entertainment. It's a lot of entertainment values, a lot of things going on right now in the NBA. And, you know, you just don't want to see the NBA finals get here and it only lasts four games because one team was just that dominant. But hey, it might happen. Honestly, who knows? Milwaukee and Toronto still have a lot of games to be played, especially with the series being tied at 2-2 right now. So, I mean, uh, only time will tell. So, three games left. We'll see what happens. And then, uh, I guess the NBA Finals will have to happen whether we want it to or not. But, honestly, that is probably going to do it for this podcast today. Uh, Like I said, at the very beginning, I said it was going to be short and myself rambled on for almost 30 minutes now. It's probably going to hit 30 minutes before I get off here because I can never stop talking. But... Uh, Just a big thank you if you have made it all the way through this podcast and having to listen to my voice for 30 minutes. First of all, God bless you. But also just a big thank you to the OKC82 people who are constantly with Brady and myself, even when we have guests replace one of us uh, or fill in is a better word. But it's just been such a joy making this podcast. We've had such a great time. Uh, just talking NBA with it, you guys and having all the interactions on Twitter. So it's been great. We've really enjoyed it. And we hope to continue to, to do this, uh, especially when our vacation time is over. So just bear with us. We're going to be back from vacation. You guys deserve to take a vacation. So enjoy the OKC82 podcast wherever you vacation this summer. Tell your friends about it. Tell your wife. Tell your mom. Tell your kids about it. We don't say any bad words that much. So uh, really, that's all, that's going to do it for us, I, or for me. Uh, Brady is in Florida enjoying some time. He will have to find someone to probably do this uh, for me when I'm in Florida, but that is okay because we deserve a vacation just like everybody else does. But this has been fun. Um, thank you for all the interactions. Continue to subscribe. Continue to tweet at us. We love to hear y'all's feedback. Uh, be nice, though. You know, we have feelings. <laughs> But that's really going to do it. You guys enjoy your Wednesday. Thank you so much for sticking with me this entire podcast. And uh, I guess you will hear us on the radio this Saturday for the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. And we will see you guys then.